Hey, welcome to Casually Artful. I'm your host, Stephanie Lee. And I feel like it's been so long that a reintroduction is necessary. Um, This is a podcast where I just talk about me and my creative journey and hopefully find people that resonate with it. I'm also testing out different locations uh, for recording this podcast. So I know the acoustics might be a little bit uh, much in here, but it's a work in progress. And I know the last time I recorded an episode, we were working on The Artist's Way week one. I'm happy to report that I finished The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. The program was wonderful, and it did lead me right up to my 25th birthday, which gave me a slight midlife crisis. But we've taken all things in stride. Now, I am pivoting a little bit when it comes to the structure of this podcast. Originally, I was going to document each week of The Artist's Way as the first 12 episodes of this podcast. And I just don't think that that's what I'm aligning with anymore. And going through the program is what led me to that decision. I would rather talk about my experience with it as a whole now. So next week's episode is going to be about my experience going through the 12 weeks of The Artist's Way. And while we're getting all of that out of the way, I also fell off of 75 hard. I never claimed to be a perfect human. I just claimed to be an optimistic one who was willing to try new and hard things. And of course, as soon as I said that I was committing to doing all of that, life just became so crazy and hectic and it threw me a bunch of curveballs, but in the best way possible. As soon as I started this podcast and I started these programs, I just entered such a celebratory season of my life. And I don't even know what led me to that development, but I'm happier for it and I'm a better person for it. And I have a much stronger vision now that I have made it to the other side of this program. And hindsight is 2020, so I'm happy that things are unfolding the way that they are. Um, but I also am a little disappointed in myself about the break that we took because I was looking to build some momentum when I first started this, and that's still the case now. And I've learned that, you know, your discipline and your motivation are two completely different things and that you have to really prioritize and make time for the things that are important to you. And I just ended up in such a crazy period of my life that I didn't think that I could do a good job at this podcast at the time. So I'm glad that I waited. And don't get me wrong, it's been an extremely productive season for me as well. So much has happened. Just to give you a few life updates, I quit smoking weed. I turned 25. I started contracting with a new company that has afforded me and my friends some pretty cool opportunities. I picked up sewing. I got a sewing machine for Christmas. And I've just been in a period that's very explorative lately. So now that I am through with that, we can transition into a period that is more productive uh, and reflective of the time that I took to learn myself a little bit better. A lot of people might not know this, but 2023 was quite the year for me. I mean, I'm sure it was for everybody, but in my own personal experience, 2023 has been one of the most transformative and hard years of my life. I literally had a quarter-life crisis. The frontal lobe development was insane. I changed so many aspects of my life in such a short period of time. For the better, of course, but it was a lot to process at once. 
And next week, I will release my official recap of the Artist's Way program as a whole and my experiences with it. And we'll get into a lot of uh, deeper topics then. But for now, I just want to do something a little fun, a little bit trendy, I guess. Um, So this episode is about my 2024 ins and outs. I really took the last quarter of the year for a lot of reflection to really figure out what I wanted for this year. And I'm very excited for 2024. Oh, we're like five minutes into this episode. Happy New Year, by the way. (laughs) And that's why I think that this little ins and outs episode is just going to be a good way to like set the vibe. And also it'll be a really good thing to be able to listen to and reflect on in December of 2024. So I'm really actually excited to see how much of this I accomplish. And before I even get into it, I will say I have way more ins than outs. And that's because I feel like 2023 was the year of the out. I threw everything out and I didn't wait for the break of the new year to like turn a new leaf. Like when it stopped working for me, it stopped working for me and it was gone. And I can say that I applied that to everything, to jobs, to boyfriends, to friendships, to habits, to even like media I was consuming. And speaking of media, it's time for my book tangent. So when we last left off, I was looking for a smutty book, right? I was in the mood for one of them. I had read a lot of really deep and reflective and intimate writing that just did a really good job of like portraying sex in such a beautiful manner. And when I read books, I'm not normally looking for a sexual element. There are a lot of books that I read that have no sex, no violence at all, and it's just pensive thought. And that's wonderful. But I was itching for a smutty book. And I had one in mind, and they didn't have it at Barnes & Noble when I went, so I ended up with a different one. And when I tell you, I'm good on romance books for like a year or more. And before I tell you what book it is, I would like to petition Gen Z writers to stop using the word vibe in their writing. We can pick a different adjective. I promise it will still convey the same message, but probably a lot better. This book that I'm about to tell you about, the book that pissed me off with only 140 pages worth of it. I didn't even finish it. I was only able to get that far into the book because it was so awful. And I don't mean to be so crass about someone's writing, but... Oh, I was so upset because the book had so much potential. The idea behind the series of the book is so abstract and wonderful. The execution was not there and neither was the writing style. There are so many books that I personally think have a weak plot where I was kind of bored the whole way through, but the author can structure the hell out of a sentence. One thing about me, I love a book that just reads like butter. I love a book that reads so easily, the words are just falling off the page, like fall off the bone type sentences. And this specific author with this specific book failed to hit all the marks. The sentences were not structured well. The writing itself was not structured well. The plot fell through. The execution of the concept that they were trying to convey also fell through. I was so disappointed. It was garbage, but not good garbage. It was just garbage. Even the sex in the book, the smuttiness in the book was bad because of the way that they structured the book. 
I think the reason why I feel so strongly about this is because the book had so much potential. The author even included a playlist at the beginning of the book to like help you set the tone for the type of book you were going to read. And on that playlist is a bunch of music that I actually already like. Like I can tell the girl is my age. Okay, so the book is Promises and Pomegranates by Sav R. Miller. And I had such high hopes for this book. This was a book that I intended to tear through the entire series. It's part of the Monsters and Muses series. And the whole concept of the entire series is supposed to be loose retellings of Greek mythology. And they do put a lot of emphasis on the fact that it's supposed to be a very loose retelling of the story. But I'll get into why I was highly disappointed by the execution of this book in a second. I want to talk about the concept of the book. Well, of the series, actually. So each book follows like a different storyline from Greek mythology. So there's one about Eros. There's one about Helen of Troy and the Trojan War. There's one about Orpheus and Eurydice. This particular one is about Hades and Persephone. And just the quick little lore backstory of the whole Greek mythology for people that aren't familiar. Uh, Hades basically stole Persephone. Uh, she's the goddess of spring. She's Zeus's daughter. She basically uh, is kidnapped by Hades and dragged to the underworld. There's some tellings of the story where Hades literally opens the earth and she falls into the underworld. Basically, she's kidnapped against her will. She's forced to become Hades' wife. Eventually, she grows to love him and becomes the goddess of the underworld as well. So, obviously, that's a pretty dark story anyways. You know what I mean? But it is Greek mythology. Everything's crazy. Given that that's such a controversial take, and this is supposed to be such a loose retelling, I feel like the author had so much wiggle room here. And don't be wrong, she did center it in modern day, so it's supposed to be a Boston Mafia family kind of story. The author just didn't do a good job of leaving it as a loose retelling as it was described to be. The main male protagonist, well, I guess antagonist, pretty much refers to the main female lead as my little Persephone throughout the entire book. I don't know. It gave me the ick. Lady Boner gone. I guess I was just disappointed because this series, the whole concept of this, I would have eaten up the entire series had the books actually been good. Sav R. Miller, your editor is not your friend. You need a new editor. I actually ended up getting my like garbage smut romance book fix from the Fourth Wing series. I actually really enjoyed those because even though it was kind of the same garbage, the book was structured well. Like the plot made sense. The sentences were really well done. Everything was great. I'm not saying they're literary masterpieces, but... I was also highly disappointed by A Court of Thorns and Roses. Sarah J. Mass can write. Her sentence structuring is phenomenal. She writes a really good book. She knows how to write, how to tell a story. Plot fell through. Yeah, either way, I got my fix. I got what I was looking for. I'm currently working on Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, and that is reading really well. And I think it's because there is more structure and the characters are smart. Uh, that was one thing that pissed me off about A Court of Thorns and Roses is that she couldn't read. But I'm ready to go back to my pensive think piece books. So I guess my first out of 2024 is romance books. Totally out. You know what's so in for me this year, though? 
writing. So I've been wanting to uh, publish some articles that I've been working on lately, and I think I'm going to have those up by the end of January. I'm deciding between Medium and Substack for releasing them. Still doing my research on the drawbacks and the benefits of each platform, so expect those out by the end of the month. I'm very excited to create and contribute in a written format on top of this podcast. I've just been in a season of self-expression lately, so I feel like I have a lot to say. So yeah, writing is so in for me this year. I have so many projects that I want to put together that I've been vision boarding so that I can really have a good visual aspect to look to for the entire year. Vision boarding, I'm going to make a whole episode about why that's so important to me, but just Having a visual representation of your goals that you can see every day is so great. Vision boarding is so in this year. And I don't mean like lifestyle wellness coach, like pay me for my vision boarding plan. Vision boarding, I literally just mean like putting things on paper that you'd like to accomplish and then having a constant reminder that you are working towards something is so good for the mental. It really helps when things are in a tough spot. I feel like it also helps you to like understand when things are shifting, why they're shifting, and it helps to remind you that things are shifting for the better. Ooh, okay, so next on my list of ins, full moon rituals. I think that this is so great because regardless of what anybody thinks, regardless of what your spirituality looks like, being able to just cycle things by the moon and setting aside time to reestablish your goals with yourself and just giving yourself the reassurance that you're doing everything you're supposed to be in order to achieve those goals is really great for the mental as well. So that is so in this year. I did say that I had more ins than outs, but this list is growing as I sit here and record this episode. Once the opportunities that you are asking for are arising, whether it's the specific opportunity you ask for or the opportunity that you're supposed to be receiving, saying yes to that opportunity is so important. Stop psyching yourself out. So right now we're at vision boarding is in, saying yes to opportunities is in, and showing up for yourself, I guess, rolls right up into that, full moon rituals and writing. So far, the only out is romance books. Ooh, let's do some outs so that I can sandwich my negativity in between some more good stuff at the end. Outs for this year are clinging to friendships slash relationships that no longer serve you. We're all growing through our 20s, and I've been very lucky to establish some long-term friendships throughout my 20s, and I know that's not the case for everybody else. But I'm the type of friend where, like, once we're friends, we're locked in for life. Like, we can get through anything. And sometimes that is to my detriment. In 2023, I cleaned house. If being your friend came at my expense, you didn't make the cut for 2024. And I'm sorry. If the relationship was one-sided, it didn't make the cut for 2024. And I guess that's the beautiful thing about deciding where you stand in your own relationships is that it doesn't always have to be a bad thing. I guess it doesn't have to be an out because the positive version of that would just be that the in is that respecting your boundaries in your friendships are so in this year. So respecting my boundaries and making sure that my friendships are fruitful and reciprocative is so in this year. You know what else is in this year? Releasing people with love. It doesn't always have to be confrontational. It doesn't always have to be anything dramatic. I think even Kevin Gates talks about this, which is a really funny person to bring up in this example, but he basically talks about how like, you know, when things happen, it doesn't mean that I hate you now. It just means that like, I love you, but we go no further. And I've been approaching so many things and it's brought me so much peace to be able to attribute things to that. 
at the end of the day, we are all just doing our best. And that is so in for 2024, doing your best. Ooh, you know what's out for 2024? Self-doubt and embarrassment. Those are two wasted emotions. I don't even know if you could consider self-doubt an emotion, I guess. Embarrassment is a wasted emotion for sure though. It's basically the thing that holds a lot of people back, embarrassment and shame from creating the lives that they want for themselves. And that is out in 2024 because living your best life is in. I don't like to be too much of a wellness trend girl, but I've decided that Sunday resets for me are so imperative this year. That's such an in for me. And time blocking, setting aside the time to reset is so important and showing up obviously because disorganization is out for me this year. I am trying so hard to move with intention and to make sure that everything I do this year is working towards the goals that I would like to accomplish. I am 25, so I feel like I have a lot of time, but there's so much that I would like to see happen in my 20s. And I'm not being unrealistic about these expectations, but basically if I don't do it, no one's gonna do it for me. So I have goals that I'd like to reach by the time I'm 30, and it'll be okay if I don't hit all of them, but I'd love to accomplish as many of them as I can. And that requires some intention. You know what else is out this year? A nine hour screen time. I'm working so hard to reduce my screen time hours and the amount of mindless scrolling that I do in hopes of basically creating more and consuming less, you know, producing more and consuming less, I feel like I would be happier for it, especially because one of my ins is markets and workshops and classes. I really wanna spend the year like honing in on my craft and honing in on all the things that I'm good at producing. I want to spend the year making art. I didn't make any art in 2023 and that is so in for me this year. And just imagine me getting to sell all my art at a little springtime market, wearing a cute little outfit. I just feel like that'd be so good for me and that's everything that I want. So that's so in for the year. I also have a crazy, crazy habit of spending a lot of money on new hobbies and new mediums to work with. So budgeting is definitely going to be an in for me this year, especially because I'm trying to move. I'm working on being really intentional with my money. I don't know. A lot has changed for me since turning 25. The frontal lobe development goes crazy. The financial understanding of things goes crazy. And you know, I always say that money is a tool, like it's a social construct. It only exists to be able to define value. So I'm not putting too much pressure on nickel and diming myself, but I think it is important to be conscious of where my money is going. So I love a budget. Budgets are so in for the year. You know what else is in this year? A fitness routine. So if there's one thing that 75 hard, soft, 75 soft actually taught me, it's that I like going to the gym. I've come to realize that it's very easy for me to get into a gym routine and it's not as hard as I thought it was. It's just about like creating the habit. I pulled a muscle halfway through October, which is why I stopped going to the gym and it made me fall off of my 75 hard. So it basically put me back in a state of rest and recovery, which was perfect for what I ended up getting into with the artist's way. But I miss the gym. And right now I'm waiting until people fall off their New Year's resolutions and the gym becomes like a less overwhelming place because I don't like a crowded gym. But a routine 
for working out and a routine for maintaining my body and making sure that it's going to last me my entire life and be as healthy as I possibly can is so in for the year, which is partially why I quit smoking weed. This is the youngest and the strongest I will ever be in my entire life. And I would really like to maximize that right now. So weed is out, working out is in, boundaries are in, healthy friendships are in, healthy relationships with our bodies are in. Oh yeah, and you know what's out? Buying clothes that don't fit in hopes that they'll fit one day. I'm just buying clothes for the body that I have right now. And I'm actually making clothes for the body that I have right now because I got a sewing machine. I know that this episode has been extremely optimistic, which may not be the feeling that everyone has right now in January. That might not be everyone's favorite time of the year. I always thrive in January. I don't know what it is about Capricorn season that just makes me feel organized, but I'm here and I'm happy and things are going well for me and I hope they're going well for you too. I know that this was a very quick and short episode, but this is just so that we can hit the ground running for the year. I'll be back with our regularly scheduled content next week. There's a lot of big changes happening in my life. I'm working on a studio. I'm working on setting up more space to be able to produce more things. I have more projects under wraps. Like I can't wait to see what 2024 has in store for me my career, and my art. And I can't wait to see what 2024 has in store for you guys. I hope that this was an entertaining episode. I think it's really important that not every single moment of the day is focusing on self-improvement. I think that it's really important to just celebrate how far you've come sometimes and that you don't have to constantly be working on yourself. You're not a project that needs to be fixed. You are a Fortnite skin with all of the upgrades, coveted and expensive. And on that note, I need to go clean my room and follow through on all of the ins that I set for myself this year. So if you've made it this far into the episode, thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. I hope the year's off to a great start for you guys. My Instagram is at fried kiwis with two eyes. I will leave it in the show notes. I would love to hear your 2024 ins and outs, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on mine. If you love this podcast, please rate it five stars. I would appreciate that so, so much. And until next time, thanks for spending your time with me. I cannot wait to see what the year brings. Later.